Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith, licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida. I, it's been a good while since I've been on the podcast. Things have been a little crazy down here. Season is in full force in Naples, which usually starts for us in the December month and runs after Easter, usually into the beginning parts of May. This time of year, if you've ever been to Naples, you know how hard it is to get into different restaurants. Just driving around town can take twice as long as it normally does. And for me, beneficially, physical therapy gets wild this time of the year. So we've been very busy with things, and I had a patient with a cold out this morning, so I figured I'd take the opportunity to jump on to the podcast here and discuss a little bit about a muscle group I've been talking to patients with back pain recently, and that's the glutes why our butt is so important for movement and you know one thing i i feel people don't think about or realize is you know our glutes are the most powerful hip mover we have in our body virtually all walking based movements require some form of glute activation uh, and so many problems i see with patients mainly result in the fact that they've had a back injury and have had the inability to reactivate their glutes again after injury now if you let this persist for a long duration of time you start to get changes in movement patterns and changes in movement patterns result in less efficiency of movement because we're looking for a different pathway option to move than the way we did before that caused a problem and the most common thing i find in this situation relates to inactivation of the glutes one common thing i've seen recently with some of my golfing patients is a lot of them with Persistent chronic low back pain are typically overweight with no glute muscles and I find this an interesting uh, predicament Because with golf glutes are so important for hip rotation and getting through to your follow Position at the end of a golf swing you got to have glute muscles to help control your pelvic rotation and stop at the right follow-through position if these muscles are not working properly, we typically use our paraspinal back muscles to help assist the glutes. And this usually results in that persistent back pain or the problem with uh, I can make it seven, eight holes of golf and then my back tightens up. And it's somewhat to do with overuse of the back muscles, but a lot just due to inefficiency of them unable to perform that job related task over and over. And, you know, typically through discussions with patients like this, we always talk about, like, what do you do when on your own? What are some exercises that helps? And I would tell you the most common response I get when I bring this exercise up, which I feel is an extremely important one, do you ever do hip thrusters? They look at me and say, hip what? Um, it's just something we don't think to do commonly when we're exercising, especially with back pain. Uh, but hip thrusters are a great exercise that is so underutilized. So when we think about a hip thruster, we're thinking about a form of weight, whether it be a barbell, a free weight, uh, band resistance you can do. Uh, sometimes you don't even need weight if you've never done these before and you feel like you got weak glutes. Pretty much you're just going to have your feet flat on the ground. Back is going to be elevated up on a surface to bias your hips into a starting bent position. And you're going to tighten your butt and extend your hips up forward. If done properly, you should feel a tremendous amount of glute activation. 
very little discomfort in the back, and some hamstring activation. I sometimes get patients that are very tight that will feel tightness in the front thighs or the front hip flexor. This is all normal stuff just because those muscles are not used to moving into a position of hip extension. But the hip thrust is showing in research to be the king bee when it comes to glute strength. There was an article I just recently read entitled A Comparison of Glute Max, Bicep Femoris, and Vastus Lateralis, uh, EMG Activity of the Back Squat and the Barbell Hip Thrust Exercise. And, you know, as many of you are probably familiar with a back squat, you put a barbell over your shoulders, behind your head, holding on with your hands, and you squat down either parallel or beyond parallel and stand back up with the weight. This is a common exercise movement used in many sports, and it is presumed to have thought to be one of the better exercises for engaging your lower legs. However, when it comes to the back of the leg, your hamstring, bicep femoris, uh, which is one of the two muscles, uh, or your glute max, <clears throat> it is not the best exercise to be doing. It is great for your quads. Vastus lateralis is the primary quad muscle that engages a lot with a back squat. And I think based on the weight position and the trunk angle is why we get so much quad activation with this. However, a lot of back patients and other uh, injury-related issues require hamstring strength or glute strength. And for those muscle groups, the hip thruster is by far more superior to the back squat. Um, the, this research study that I mentioned previously that was uh, done by Brett Contres, um, it showed that almost two to three times the amount of glute activation occurs doing a hip thruster compared to a back squat, and thus should be something we look at a lot more commonly to do. Another reason besides just getting the muscle turning on better is it actually is a lot lower load on your spine. Um, if you think about a back squat, we're putting weight on your shoulders and loading the entire spine, which requires a lot more core stability just to maintain the weight over a body in a specific position, as opposed to the hip thruster, the weight is sitting right on front of our hips. And if we move through our hips and not our back into an extension position, it should very minimally affect the low back doing this movement. Some patients will have some difficulty if they have a lot of L5-S1 uh, breakdown. That is a position I have found with hip thrusters to be challenging. However, we can look at modification of hip thrusters to help with this. Um, sometimes not going up quite as high into a thrust, sometimes starting with the feet higher up and biasing more hip flexion and only coming up half the height can be a benefit for people with that kind of a lumbar breakdown that are having difficulty with a bridge exercise because a bridge movement is very, very similar to that of a hip thruster. The big difference between a bridge and a hip thruster is the positioning of your upper back. Your upper back will not be flat level with where your feet are positioned in a hip thruster. It's gonna be actually elevated off the ground which will give you a little bit more spinal flexion, which should allow for the back to feel even more comfortable in the hip thruster position as opposed to a bridge position. However, bridges are good ones to start with as well. And, you know, not just from a strength standpoint, but from a balance standpoint, if we start looking at hip thrusters with hip abductor bands, now we're starting to strengthen pelvic stabilizers at the same time we're strengthening our moving hip extenders. 
all of this muscle activation in exercise will be duplicated in our brain's activation pattern in everyday life activities. So if we engage glute max with a hip thruster as well as having a resistance band around our knees, which pushing into the band allows for a, our glute med and minimus muscles to engage, our brain is now relearning how to fire all glute muscles at the same time, which allows for propulsion of movement as well as pelvic stabilization, which is exactly what we need with balance and or back pain related issues. So it's a terrific exercise from a rehab standpoint, but let's look at it from a different point of training. You know, we talked about golf previously. Let's throw another sport in there that glutes are extremely important, whether you realize it or not, and that's basketball. So anytime we look at jumping-related tasks, volleyball, basketball, to get terminal hip extension from a, from a flex position, it's going to allow us to jump higher in the air. Uh, but a story I find that's kind of interesting with basketball and hip-related issues is many people know a certain player by the name of Steph Curry. Steph Curry is a shooting guard for the uh, Washington Golden State Warriors, and he's probably arguably the best shooter of all time in the NBA. Uh, however, Steph's journey in the NBA wasn't always an easy one. There was a point in time early in his career when he got out of college and started playing professionally that he dealt with some severe ankle injuries. And a lot of his training and rehab at that time was all focused on the ankles themselves. And I believe he was on his second surgery for his ankles in his last rookie year of his contract, and which many believe to be potentially his last year in the NBA if he didn't get his uh, injuries under control, <coughs> where a trainer finally reached out to him and I'd love to know how this trainer reached out to Steph, but they did and told him, I think you're going about training your body wrong. You're expecting your ankles to get stronger to handle a very large torque load for cutting and changing directions in the game of basketball. I think your issue isn't at the ankle. I think the issue is at the hip. You don't have the stability and control of the hip to allow the ankle to do what it needs to do in space. And we can look at a lot of different issues related to kind of what Steph went through with a injury in the leg being repetitively caused because of a proximal strength deficit. And that was his issue in the hips. And after this specific season I'm talking about, he got a lot stronger in the hips. He did a lot more lifting-related tasks to help strengthen his proximal leg muscles, which allowed his core and trunk and torso to be in a better position to allow the ankle to push the way that it should. So if you're an athlete that's had recurring ankle injuries or recurring knee injuries, there's a good chance if you haven't focused on hip stability and strength, that could be part of your problem in sport. So I feel when we look at hip activation, hip function, we have to take a bigger picture and realize that when we initiate movement, it is the trunk pelvic muscles that start moving the limb where we need to before the other muscles down the kinetic chain of the leg can do their job. And I feel that strengthening glutes, both for a back pain rehab standpoint, as well as a progression for general sports performance is vital. And I feel it's one of the things I come across more frequently with athletes and patients that they're not targeting for strength and stability. So try to think about how you can strengthen your glutes more. An easy option we talked about was hip thrusters. Start with air thrusters, progress to a uh, free weight over your hips, 
and then potentially look at a barbell with extra load on it. Increasing this glute activation will increase strength as well as neurologic activation of muscles, which has been shown in research to translate over to improve sport function and improved ADL activities of daily living function if you've just recently had an injury. The hips are separate of the back, but yet so intermittently connected that they can have a very positive effect of a chronic back problem. And I find a lot of people with chronic back problems get fearful of strengthening anything close to their back, thinking that will worsen them. And I do feel that using hips and working into a hip extension position without causing lumbar hyperextension is the key for a lot of these people to gain some strength, stability, control back and allow for improved movement with everyday function. If you know somebody that's got some hip-related problems, has some balance or golf-related issues, or maybe just is having a hard time getting around in life, bring up to them potentially strengthened glutes. You can do just standing kickbacks. Those are a good one. Um, at an angle, directly back, directly to the side, anything that moves the hip out to the side or moves the hip into extension, those are both going to activate the glute muscles that we want to strengthen for improved function. Well, there's a task for everyone listening. Go strengthen your ass, have a good time with it, and see if it doesn't help your function and your pain rating. Until next time, stay healthy, everyone. Take care.